0: Welcome to Lillipod, Episode 2, God is Love, So Are We.
1: Welcome to Lillipod with Jeff and Kathy Tykert. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and certified life coaches. Together, we founded Love in Later Years. Uh, The acronym is Lily, so, LilyPod is a great abbreviation for our Love in Later Years podcast. Our messages are directed toward mid singles and remarried couples. We also welcome anyone who enjoys personal development and enriching relationships. We invite all mid-singles, former mid-singles, and other life and relationship coaches, as well as therapists, to join our Facebook group. We value your insight and wisdom and would love for you to participate in our Love in Later Years community. So welcome.
0: Today we are talking about love. For a long time as a mid-single, I felt that love was missing from my life. After my 14-year marriage ended, I was lonely. No longer having a companion to love and be loved by, I experienced a great sense of love's absence in my single status, and it was very uncomfortable for me. Then one day I discovered that God sent us here with all the love we will ever need inside of us. This was a mind-blowing and life-changing truth for me. We are endowed with love. Love is something we can access inside of us, no matter our relationship status and as we tap into our Heavenly Father's love, we find an infinite wellspring of divine help to support us as spiritual beings on a mortal journey.
1: There's an insightful scripture that goes along with our topic today in 1 John 4, 8. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Another great one I love in 1 John is He who loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. We are created in his image. We're empowered to become like him. God is love, and therefore we can be loved too. And I just want you to take a minute and sit with that. How do we be love? We cultivate love in our souls. This allows us to stand in holy places wherever we are. Our access to the Spirit is supported by high vibrations of love where God resides.
0: Standing in holy places is something I always thought of as something that we did where we went rather than a state of being. And I've since learned that the best way for me to be in holy places and have access to the Spirit is to have in me that holy place. And having God's love in us does that.
1: Um, Kathy, that reminds me of when Jesus Christ was on earth and he said that some will be saying, lo here and lo there. And he said, believe it not, for the kingdom of God is within you. And while we do need to have an organized church and kingdom of God upon the earth, where it ultimately resides is inside the hearts of each individual person.
0: Right. And even though it's still important to be in holy places physically, uh, there's lots of wonderful places we can be on this earth that elevates our spirits. Um, That energy that we have inside of us can also be a holy place.
1: Right. I mean, I also like the scripture that says that God dwelleth not in a temple made with hands. Well, while we know his spirit is in the temple It is in the temple, I believe, because of the spirit that we bring to it uh, and that the other patrons bring to it.
0: And our bodies are temples. And so we can have the spirit in us just like it's in the temple.
1: Absolutely. We can carry that with us because we carry the covenants with us and all of the power that goes with that.
0: Right. Before I realized that all the love I needed was available inside of me during my mid-single years, I had this sense of desperation. I was seeking for love and validation to fill the void that left me empty after my divorce. This kind of relationship searching is like trying to find a well to fill up a bucket with holes in it. It wasn't until I incorporated love into my state of being that I was able to see that the companionship I sought would be an added blessing in my life rather than something I needed to complete me. My reception of God's loving energy healed my bucket so that I could be capable of receiving love from a companion when it showed up in my life. When he showed up in my life.
1: Good I'm glad I showed up.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm a better partner as I cultivated love's God in me and take, take, took responsibility for my own emotional well-being. I think we both are better companions when we do that.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it strikes me. This reminds me of a time when I was on my mission and I was feeling really lonely and me and my companion who is still a good friend to this day, weren't seeing eye to eye on certain things. And, uh, I remember just feeling really, really alone and I came to, uh, the scripture in Jacob, um, three well in jacob 2 it's all about the terrible things that many of the men in the uh in that time were were doing you know being unchaste and you know cheating on their wives and all kinds of stuff and uh they were the the women were really emotionally wounded and and i came to the scripture in jacob 3 that said look unto god with firmness of mind And it it also admonishes them to feast upon his love, for ye may, if your minds are firm forever. And I remember thinking, you know, it is in our mind, it's what we think about, how we interpret things, how we understand our place in the world, and even our place with our loved ones that. Is really important and we can feast on God's love even in difficult circumstances when we feel alone and I don't know if I've ever felt so alone since then even though I've gone through some difficult times and I've been divorced and and other things I, I know that that firmness of mind is trusting in God trusting in his promises and feasting upon his love feasting is a great metaphor there yes mid singles are not strangers to the fear that naturally comes from loss associated with a painful breakup, a divorce, death of a spouse, uh, or the loneliness that comes with never having married or, or had a serious relationship and wondering if that's even possible for you. That can lead to self doubt uh, and sometimes even self destructive thoughts and behaviors. We might go looking for love outside of ourselves and, and wanting to have a partner validate our worth instead of first finding love and compassion for ourselves. Uh, Again, in the Book of Mormon, Moroni 8.16 says, perfect love casteth out fear. One of my favorite lines in all of scripture because perfect love allows us to release fear and frees us up to try uh, again. At love after we've been hurt. And to build a healthy relationship, we need to bring a healthy self. And as Kathy said, uh, part of that is realizing that we have all the love we need inside ourselves. Why? Because God put it there, because we are his offspring and we are created in his image. And so that can help us understand we have an infinite supply of it. Uh, and that can help us to to bring a healthy self and not rely so much on others uh, to let us know that we're valuable. A focus on caring for others over being self-conscious dissipates fear. Also, so I'm not suggesting you only think of yourself uh, or that you know you put yourself always above others, but focusing on others can take away your focus on yourself and fear of not being enough. I remember elder Oaks saying at a mission conference I attended when I was a missionary that one time when he was a new apostle, he went to one of the older brethren and talked some things out with him. And he said how inadequate he felt in the calling and, uh, and, you know, was worrying all the time about not doing things right and what a big responsibility it was. And the older apostle said, well, that's all right, I guess, but I hope soon you'll be able to focus on the work of the Lord. And Elder Oaks said that was a transformational moment for him. He thought, when I was thinking about my inadequacies, I was thinking about myself, not the job, not the responsibility, not the calling. And I think Again, focusing on loving others can also be a, a way to avoid thinking so much about the things we're afraid of.
0: When we, singles start dating, this brings me to uh, something I experienced. <laughs> it's natural to feel very self-conscious if you haven't dated in years. And yet at some point it shifts as we start to get to know people and we really care about them and we we ask questions and, uh, and we focus on them, it's just, it really takes a lot of pressure off of us and releases that self consciousness and dissipates fear.
1: Yeah. I think when you're more wrapped up in getting to know another person than in what words can I find to say that will be impressive to the other person or, you know, what, what can I talk about in my life that will make that person think I'm a good catch? that's kind of counterproductive. But if you do like Kathy was saying and focus on, on the other person and uh, you know, what does he or she like to have for breakfast? What kind of books do he and he or she like?
0: Right. And at first you might have to move past that self-consciousness that is there until you go out on that first date and you start asking those questions, but it can very quickly switch over to the caring more about your date um, and letting go of that self-consciousness.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I experienced this with Kathy as well as, as with other people I dated, um, where I, I found that when I didn't focus on, on myself, I didn't worry as much when I focused on the other person. I also found that people are interesting and they'll tell you interesting things about themselves. If, If you give them a chance. Dating is
0: exciting. You know, the greatest example of God's love for us is found in the atonement of Jesus Christ. He sacrificed his beloved son so that we would be able to return to him. Love is a powerful gift that we all came here to earth to develop. Our Savior is the perfect example. When asked the greatest commandment, Jesus answered, Thou shalt love the Lord, thy God, with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Loving God, ourselves and our neighbors is at the root of all other commandments. When we cultivate that love, it's relatively easy and makes perfect sense to honor God's other requests of us like being faithful to our partners, um, being honest in our dealings with fellow men honoring our parents, offering forgiveness when mistakes are made.
1: I think that, you know, this brings to mind something that I first heard in the MTC, but I've heard it a lot of times since then, both during my mission and during the rest of my adult years. People like to say in a church setting, obedience is the first law of heaven. And while that's true, I think it's a little misleading at times. Now, I understand we're emphasizing that with missionaries because we're sending 18, 19-year-old kids uh, out on the streets of every country in the world almost uh, to preach the gospel and represent the church. And we want them to be obedient to the commandments and the mission rules and to to learn to discipline themselves uh, because that's the time of life when a lot of kids are sowing their wild oats. But the idea that obedience is the first law of heaven doesn't necessarily mean it's the most important law of heaven. And I like the scripture where Jesus said, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And so the highest law, the higher law is the law of love. It is the two great commandments, the love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and so on, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And love is, is what infuses every other commandment with meaning. And Jesus wants us to be motivated in our obedience by the fact that we love him, not that we're afraid of him, but that we love him.
0: Right. We... Uh I was just thinking about love thy neighbor as thyself and how it's this short little phrase and we hear neighbor and it's assuming that we love ourselves, but often we're harder on ourselves than we are on others. And so it's really what it's saying is we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We love ourselves. We love our neighbors. It goes together.
1: I think the reason it goes together is that we can love ourselves knowing that we're children of God, that we're his heirs, that he loves us, and we can love our neighbors for the exact same reason. And so if our love, if that love, wellspring of love that Kathy has talked about that is within us comes from our knowledge of our relationship to God, we can love our neighbors with that same motivation from that same wellspring of divine love. And that's a a really beautiful concept.
0: And we can love ourselves in the same way. And whenever we go against ourselves, it's going against that love that we have.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think that, you know, the the scripture talks about how uh, all of the law and the prophet's basically hang on on this principle on these two great commandments it's really the core of everything we are striving for in the gospel and when we think about eternal marriage well what would the good of that be if the marriage was not grounded in the love of god and of each other love in later years involves all of the most important elements of love. Uh, We emphasize love for God, love for ourselves, by receiving the love that God has bestowed upon us, and sharing that love with those around us. Yes, we encourage dating for sure, and we want you to find a forever companion when you're ready. But love in later years is much more than that. It's about developing that root of all the other commandments, the thing all the other commandments hang on, which is love. Life with all its challenges and blessings is more joyful if we're carrying the love of God deep within our hearts. There's a beautiful vision in Fourth Nephi uh, that can also inform marriage and family life, Uh, has the potential to be, a future filled with love for us. And I quote, there was no contention because of the love of God which did dwell in the hearts of the people. So no contention, only peace. There was no contention, no anxiety, no angst toward each other because people were treating each other with love and not what they could get from each other or what the other person was in the way of. That's what's holding God's loving energy uh, and has the power to do in our lives and in the world around us to, to remake us in God's image. And I think that's a very powerful metaphor. If we understand that we are children of God and we are born Uh, free. We are born in love. We are loved. How can we not extend that same grace to all of those around us?
0: Our inherent worth is a constant. No earthly experience can ever change it. God's love helps us conquer our fears and provides us with a healthy sense of self. It reminds us that our divine worth And our individual wholeness is there. As we become love, even as God is love, we have the opportunity and the power to develop love in our later years, no matter our relationship status. And oddly enough, when we no longer need love from a partner to to validate our worth, we more easily attract a healthy partner and we are more prepared for love when a new relationship does come along
1: you know I was talking to a dating partner of mine a few years ago and I asked her if she thinks about she had three children and I asked her if she thinks about you know what she's going to do when those three are all grown and gone and her response was it terrifies me and of course we have children and we get to bestow all our love on them for a period of time. And that's a blessing, uh, that I'm never, uh, take for granted. I, I always feel grateful for it, but if we truly love our children, uh, there's a selfless part of that love that realizes there comes a time when we're going to have to let them go to let them become what they're going to become. And, that the butterfly has to escape the cocoon, so to speak. And so what kind of relationships will we develop in the meantime so that our, our love, uh, so that we will have loving relationships, uh, whether with another partner or with friends or whatever, as we move into that next phase of life. Uh, Let's just think about it because our inherent worth, is constant, as we talked about. But uh, our situation in life isn't. And so developing loving relationships can be a powerful thing for us. Remember, any time is the right time for more love in your life. Thank you so much for listening to Love in Later Years.